Hour number two of the Sane Asylum broadcasting worldwide on republicbroadcasting.org and speakfreeradio.com. Please support both those fine independent outlets. They're both doing the fall fundraising drive right now. And if you want to hear shows like this, there aren't many places that would dare to put this show on the air, but they both carry us. So support RBN and SFR if you can. All right. Welcome back. We're going to open up the phone numbers, not the phone lines now, 512 512- Two four eight eight two five two. That's five twelve two forty eight eight two five two. They always tell you to do it three times. Five one two two four eight eight two five two. And we're about to take some callers who are queued up. But uh, first, I want to mention again, Io is doesn't just talk on the internet. He works in the real world, which is really admirable and more power to him. And tomorrow at eleven a.m. Eastern Time at uh, 1100 Connecticut Avenue Northwest, 1111. That's the sign of spirituality. That's good. And there's going to be a Protect the First Amendment rally, and Io is going right to the ADL headquarters, and he is going to give a speech, and I'm sure there'll be others. I know I saw Lucas Gage uh, is coming down from Pennsylvania. I think he's going to attend. He said so on Twitter. I hope he does attend, and I hope others I've seen on Twitter who are mentioning the rally and intend to uh, arrive do show up. And the thing is, is that it's time to name the Jew and hashtag especially ban the ADL after everything they have done, the lives they've destroyed, the power they wield illegally and immorally. All right. So with that being said, again, tomorrow at 11 a.m. at uh, the ADL headquarters, 1100 Connecticut Avenue Northwest, right by the Farragut North uh, train station. I remember when I took a job out in D.C. in 1987, I, I lived only a few blocks from there but on on Massachusetts between 14th and 15th. It's funny how the city's changed. I used to have a lot of rough, rough areas, and and that was uh, now that rundown apartment I used to live in is like this five-star hotel, and it just makes me laugh when I go look at it now. It's changed so much. All right, but here we go. Let's take callers. Uh, first caller, Miles from Maine. Welcome, Miles. What's on your mind for Io and Zach? Giuseppe Campari, Kegat Safai. Hey, Kegat Safai, Gumbadi. Hey, I guess then tomorrow if I'm watching C-SPAN, we should probably watch uh, I.O. Kamadi books being handed out and Handsome Truth Flyers <laughs> and Down with DeSantis posters. And, um, and you know, you can't go wrong with Cynthia McKinney. She's, not only is she a nice lady, but she's a very good, accomplished speaker, so that should be something. 
Um, yeah, yeah, she's amazing, and it's cool that um, you can't attack her because, as a human being, she's incredibly brilliant. She's a PhD. She's reasoned. She has a pleasant and, and but insightful personality. She lets insults roll off her back. I mean, she is just a superior human in every aspect. So, yeah, she's uh, a nice baby. Yeah, yep, you know, I absolutely. got one. I got one here for you, though, Giuseppe. I want to know what you think about this. You know. With these, all the stuff that's gone by, and with the uh, the James uh, Connerly was the gentleman's name that was wrongfully accused. Mm-hmm. Well, how come we've never seen the SBLC warriors run out there and uh, sue for James Connerly? Well, uh, I think we can look at the title of Iowa's book: "Jews Are the Problem." And and yeah. see how when it doesn't fit their narrative to destroy uh, the uh, white European heritage uh, uh, nations and families, uh, they just they don't care. Well, usually, though, they lead the charge and, you know, they're so anxious to put place to blame, you know. And uh, if right. there was ever a justifiable cause, this, you know, an innocent man to do that to him. I mean, he deserves all the money he can get, in my opinion, for him and his family, whoever that's. That's just my opinion. But have a great show. It's good to hear the trio, Zach, Io, yourself. You guys uh, keep up the good work, and I hope you have a fantastic day tomorrow, and thank you. Have a good show. Uh, Thanks a lot, Miles. Either one of you gentlemen want to comment on the call? I'm all right. That that was uh, pretty pretty self-explanatory, I think. I agree. All right, let's move on. Let's move on then to Greg in California. Greg, welcome. What's on your mind? That's Gregory, and there's a lot on my mind, by golly. <laughs> Boy, I love this show. You guys are really putting up a lot of good stuff. I would only, uh, oh, critique it by not. I like the way Blackbird calls him uh, chicken slingers. Instead of painting a broad brush of, you know, Jew, I mm-hmm. I was fortunate enough to meet uh, Erwin Schiff. Are you all familiar with that man, he was a, a professor of some kind, I think, and um, I know the name, but tell us who he was. Uh, he wrote the book Federal Mafia, which was the first book that the U.S. Uh, banned. I even got oh. a book. All oh, right, right, yeah, yes, they, right, right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he died in prison, believing what he believed in, which was, you know, true, but it was false because you know they can prosecute a ham sandwich, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> I get to go to court tomorrow, I think, to come to thinking about it. But, uh, no, uh, yeah, I prefer the word chicken slinger because I, I, I know some folks that are, like, I know there's one guy who's Jewish and Catholic, believe it or not, and <laughs> he talk about the worst of both worlds. And then we've got to bring in to the uh, to the the soup bowl the uh, Masons and and uh, their contribution to uh, the big con that we're we're uh, conned into. You know, all, we've been lied to all our lives, right? About everything. You've got to look right, at hundreds of yeah. uh, on every bloody thing. It's it's. And that's what I really enjoy about Michael Gaddy and listening to him and, and doing a little research on what he has to say is totally uh, beneficial to the truth movement. And, you know, 
the way he researches history is just phenomenal. I I can't give him enough accolades. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Can I give all of you guys on the program right now enough accolades because you're really speaking the truth, and truth will hold up over power, and that's all I got to say for now. Love you much. Be well. Be free if you can, like Russell Brand. <laughs> uh, yeah, that guy. Well, Gregory, appreciate your call, and uh, have a good week and good luck in court tomorrow. So, Io, yeah. that was an interesting point that, um, uh, you know, some people like to – call our dear friend blackbird nine likes to call uh the jews the chicken swingers and all that. but to me I, I i'm like you you know jews are the problem i don't think we need to to, to call them the globalists the kazarians and all that you know you can, it has been documented in your book and especially in uh the brilliant eustace mullins book the curse of canaan that this this cult, this Babylonian Talmudic death cult, has been around for for what seven thousand years, eight thousand years, in various incarnations. They changed their name. You know, the 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 Canaanites became the Canaanites, became the Venetians, became the Phoenicians, became the Hidden Hand, became what we got today. So I don't know, man. I think you got to name the Jew. And the other point he brought up, which you guys can both address now, is. Of course, everybody knows a nice Jew. That the that's the lesser brethren. They are not an issue. The issue is international organized Jewry. So, your thoughts? First, I O, then Zach. Uh, I have to be perfectly honest. I'm not like on the hunt for the good Jew. I like I don't know. I don't have like a good Jew meter. Like I, <laughs> I Jews are the problem. Mine are just cut and dry. I'm not looking for the good ones. I'm. I don't even honestly. I don't even know how to contextualize a Jew. If he's a good Jew, does that mean like he's super super Jewy, which means they're gonna kill more of us than the other ones, or does that mean <laughs> right. like he's a good Jew? He doesn't do what his own folks are, which are the Jews, is killing all of us. But then he comes out and tells us, "Hey, my people are gonna kill all of you, so you need to do something." In which case, he would have no problem with me just saying to the Jews because he agrees with me. So I just say the Jews. Yep. There you go, Zach. Your thoughts. I uh, haven't had the luck to meet myself a, a good Jew yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I guess I, the only one I've heard of that said anything decent was uh, Sam Roth, who started telling on his own little buddies, the porn Jew. What about Fisher? Fisher was pretty good. Was he? I'm, I'm not familiar with Fisher. Bobby Fisher, the chess champion. Oh, Bobby who... Fisher. Yeah, you know, he said some good stuff. I like the I like the radicalism in him. That was pretty nice. <laughs> Yeah, and the other guy who I get a kick out of is uh, Brother Nathaniel Kapner. Yeah. He, uh, he has some interesting things to say. You, you know what? Can I, can, I, can, I, can, I, can I revise my answer? Of course, of course, absolutely. Right, here's my answer. The good Jew is Brother Nathaniel, and what Brother Nathaniel did, he did a whole video said there's no such thing as a good Jew. So I got to listen to what the good Jew said. He said there's no good Jew. So that's <laughs> There you go. That's that's good. That's good. All right. So let's move on now to uh, Vinny in Indiana. Vinny, welcome. What's on your mind? Hello, Giuseppe, Io, and Zach. Um, you guys talking about the ADL? Um, um, Devin Stack at Blackpill. Um, he um, he's been doing a multi-part uh, expose on the uh, ADL. The first episode, he went into the even before the the Leo Frank uh, tra- uh, case, he went into some of the people who started uh, the Benai, Jewish Benai Brith and then founded the ADL when the uh, 
you know, Leo Frank case, he really goes in a lot of good detail on the ADL. The second episode was about the connections between the Jewish gambling and mafia and the ADL, how they kind of like have each other's back. I mean, the, the Jewish mafia and the gambling industry donates a lot of money. The ADL gets a lot of its money from them, and then they right. make sure that anybody who comments on the, uh, you know, Meyer Lansky and Mo Dallets and, you know, like kind of like the movie Casino kind of whitewashes, really. They kind of make it look like the Italians run Las Vegas. It's really the Jews that run Las Vegas. And, you know, oh, yeah. um, and, uh, uh, but, you know, the thing that concerns me now is something that I'm seeing all the time. Um, so many young people, black and white, are getting addicted to these uh, football gambling, uh, sports gambling apps. And, of course, the Jews own all the big, you know, they own, you know, two-thirds of the NBA and the NFL, and uh, they're the owners. And I see so many people addicted to these gambling apps. And I'm wondering if the same thing is happening where so much of that money is getting poured into groups like the ADL, and, you know, nobody can say nobody says anything critical about this because I think they're afraid of getting a hit, you know, being uh, attacked uh, for criticizing it. It's a, you know, the Jews run it, and, uh, you know, I, and I, it really bothers me that, you know, you, you see a disproportionate number of blacks, sports celebrities promoting this stuff. I mean, I, I will not watch any sports because I just, that stuff just makes me sick because I know people who've destroyed their lives with this stuff. That's and really, I, I've noticed that myself, um, uh, Vinny, that what happened all of a sudden about six, seven years ago, every state's legalizing gambling. The federal are, who are against it for decades are legalizing it, making it easier to do it via phone apps and computer apps. And all of a sudden, just another way to addict the uh, clueless masses and steal from them. And uh, so, Io, your thoughts and then Zach. Yeah, it's a good point that he makes. Uh, to make it simple, what I'll say is the Jew is on an international mass extermination campaign. And one of the things that they have to do is the most aggressive men, athletic, aggressive men. They have to keep their minds on women, drugs, gambling, sports, and anything but serious nationhood and survival. Because the minute your average aggressive group of men, it triggers in their mind that there's someone out here trying to kill me and my family and my children. Those men are going to respond. And that you can't afford for that to happen. So every possible mechanism we can think of, fentanyl, the gambling he's talking about, pornography, anything that can keep men's minds off serious uh, survival, that's what they're putting out here. Excellent point that he made. Your thoughts, Zach? Yeah, I just... Oh, sorry. Oh, one one second, Vinny. Let's hear what Zach has to say. Uh, well, yeah, I, I also think it's a very good point. Um, you know, Jews are, are very good at uh, it's like the cat toy tra- uh, tactic. You know, bread and circus, keeping the keeping the goy distracted. And mm-hmm. when we look at a lot of these sports betting apps, um, we look at DraftKings, we look at FanDuel. Those are the two real big, well known ones. Uh, both of those are made by Jews. Um, mm-hmm. Their, their funding came from, I believe it was, he was the owner of the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, I think his name is some, something Horowitz, uh, Andreas Horowitz or something like that. Uh, he, he funded like $8 million or something towards FanDuel. Um, so if we look at a lot of these companies, it's, 
it's like a it's like Chuck E. Cheese for adults, but it's also draining your wallet at the same time. So it's a double punch. They're keeping you distracted and they're draining your money at the same time. So it, it is a very good point, and it's something that uh, I think needs to be highly focused on: is the degeneracy and the pushing of gambling in in all forms, but especially with the sports betting one, because it's actually they're, they're like they they really market this towards minors. If you look at a lot of these online streaming websites where uh, a lot of these people do gambling content specifically all of their audience is like 13 to 18 year old men right who now they go to work they come home and they waste their money on only fans and sports betting and that's how they spend their night they're not out looking for a wife or trying to have children and procreate they're they're it's goy slop that's a great point. Go ahead, Vinny. You had, you had another point. I, I yeah, I, I see this with really young people. I mean, I, I work with young people uh, and, uh, you know, black, white, you know, guys who are, you know, they started, they get on these apps, they get on these gambling apps, and they're, they're not 21. And uh, it's just, and I, you know, it, this is just horrible. And if you could come up with specialized flyers that target, you know, I think the thing about flyering, flyering what's great is that you can target specific people like you can go outside one of these mega churches where you know 20 years ago after 9-11 it was uh, america you know america you know to go off and fight you know in the middle east and now you can point out that all the people behind us were jews all the all the neocons you know they're jews they're the ones who got sent you off to war and now you know you you got wounded and you have a drug addiction problem and ptsd you know, you know that you're targeting specific groups and to target young people who are getting addicted to these apps and let them know that you know they're out to get you. This and who's behind it? You know that's what we're flyering. You know I don't know if fly, flyering in like a Jewish neighborhood where that's going to get them all motivated to donate more money to the ADL is the best strategy. But when you can target specific groups of people and and really hit home. Because I mean, I know so many people. This this sports gambling is just a nightmare. Yeah, it's just exploded. It's really something. It's clearly like I think Io hit it and Zach hit it. That it's it's another ploy to uh, 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 um, focus the classic Panem et Kansas bread and circus distraction uh, methodology for the twenty first century. Definitely agree. Thanks for Anything else, my Vinny? Call, guys. I, no, oh, thank thanks, you, Vinny. It was a great call. call. Uh, you guys, anything else you want to comment, or shall I move on? I just had a question. If I actually throw a link in the in the chat, uh, will we be able to get it up on the screen? It's an article in regards to what we just discussed. Uh, uh, I can get it up on the screen on my video site. So yeah, go ahead. Okay, uh, it's a uh, it's the Israeli connection behind uh, Michael Jordan's deal with DraftKings. Uh, they're really? openly, yeah, they openly brag about it. The uh, the head investor is uh, I think his name is Shalom McKenzie. <laughs> Ooh, Shalom McKenzie. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Okay, I will. Uh, let me see how can I do that, but I will do it. All right. In the meantime, let's move on to Galen in Hawaii. Welcome, Galen. Uh, what's on your mind? 
Okay. Uh, yeah, I, if we're supposed to be fighting the common enemy together, black and white united, uh, I think that there are some factions in the white side of it that need to, first of all, drop the N-word and uh, references to Dindu, references to low IQ, and all these put-downs because it brings out a jaw-dropping level of immaturity, and it's counterproductive. Uh, just one other thing on the IQ thing. I'm in a small camp that believes IQ is environmentally influenced and and also based on what I, opportunity is provided, not innate. And uh, I, oh, I like what you said about alerting each other before we go after each other. And you spoke about we have to weed out the coward, and I want to add we also have to weed out the traitor. Who wants to be in the trench with someone that after we had a little get-together, they were in, uh, went away calling me names and putting down my people. So I just wanted to float that out there. Well, you know, I understand. Uh, let's, get, let's ask Io and Zach their thoughts. Go ahead, Io. Uh, first of all, I really appreciate you saying that. And, and to demonstrate how much I appreciate it, as opposed to me going in and, and, and just repeating what you just yeah. said, I'm going to take it to a, a, another level and I'm going to meet you someplace. I agree with her that those things will help to stop doing it because the group of people that I deal with, the minute they hear that kind of hostility and insults of black people, it was hard for them to even talk white, black anyway. The minute they hear that kind of stuff, the N-word from white folks and all that type of stuff, or the things she's saying, they're gone. And they ask me, why am I even doing this? So it helps when she says that. But let me say something. We, as black people, need to stop using the N-word, too. Because no matter how wrong it is for white people to do it, it doesn't make sense. A group of people who are insulting ourselves and using this language to then act like we're finally to be insulting when people think that we're idiots because our behavior is idiot behavior. No one insults themselves. So I'm saying that to say thank you, ma'am, for taking that. And I'll say on behalf of my own race, we have to stop presenting ourselves that way to the world. And the last thing I'll say about that. I actually have I, I'm not in, I had set it up, but I'm not going to do it tonight because I like the, the floor of this. It's actually I'm not making this up. It's actually the Jews who actually have been fighting since the 1920s to get black people to call ourselves in words. And the Garvey movement actually went to war with Jews in academia, Brown and Sandberg, who were trying to convince black people this is the term you have to use. And through uh, comedy and through music in the, the, the hip hop industry, they've actually financed us involved in this self-hatred. So I like what she's saying. We're not as stupid as we look like we are. We're controlled by Jews and both sides have got to get ourselves under control. Uh, those are excellent observations. Zach, your thoughts? Uh, I appreciate the sentiment, and I, and I think this goes along with, uh, this is really just a line of common sense, right? So if you look at what we're doing here between black and, and white relations, uh, this is business. It's not business in the entrepreneurial sense. It's in the ideological sense, right? Do you call your business partner a retard? Do you, do you shit on your business partner and talk behind their back about how terrible they are and how much of an idiot they are? You know, it's just... Um, it's just a level of respect for uh, for what we're doing together as as a team. You know, again, 
like I said, it, it, we got to be very clear here. It's not that we want to intermix and, and have our cultures combine, but you know, you don't, you don't have to sleep with your business partner either. You know, you, you have to, but you have to be cordial. You absolutely have to be cordial. And I, and I will say that in my 64 years of life, I've, uh, grew up working class and the lower you get down the intellectual, uh, pole and, and, and image and maturity pole, the more you run into, you know, N words and, and, uh, you know, just incredible insults about women, incredible insults about everything. Right. It, I know how to do it. I grew up with it and it, you know, but really it's counterproductive. It, I get it that, that some of these guys do it because they believe that all free speech, even, even nasty free speech is still free speech and, and they have a right to it. But I think both you guys made really point, exceptional points in the bigger picture sense, which is if we don't act like adults and understand we're losing a fifth generational sophisticated war that's been prosecuted against us for decades now, uh, you know, we we can't be calling uh, this black an N and they can't be calling me whatever they want to call me. You know, it's like it's like that de-evolves to to, uh, to, to, to seven-year-olds on the playground, right? And that is not where we need to be. So, um, But on the other hand, free speech is free speech, but it is, it is pretty uh, – it's where you want to go with it, right? I mean, look at someone like Cynthia McKinney. She, she has a monstrous audience because she's highly intelligent. She, she lets those kind of insults just roll off her back like a duck in water, and she continues – and I'm sure Io, you've you've run into it. I, I've been insulted my whole life for being Sicilian. For you know, my weights fluctuate. I, everybody gets insults. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. It's it's more a, a, a reflection of the individual who's doing the, the 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 base insult than it is the individual. But at this point, especially if we don't band together and and uh, take care of this Jewish problem, which is uh, we're losing this war. Uh, we, we, you know, so that was a a good question, a good call. Really, really thought provoking. All right, let's move on now to Michael in California. Michael, w- welcome. What's on your mind? Yeah, this is for I, I, I O. This is for I O. How you doing, I O Kamaki? Fantastic. Um, did you study uh, Bobby Seale and uh, Huey Newton and Eldridge Cleaver? Uh, I, I know you're a black nationalist, and do you know what their views were? Concerning uh, the Jew, I know that um, honestly, I actually know some Panthers that were around during that time and that are still here. They didn't really have a understanding of the Jew when they started. They were just strictly black, and what happened is the government came down on them so hard that they ran into economic problems and they needed to get out of jail and things of this nature. And the Jew slid in to offer some assistance, but then they also brought the whole interracial mixing and drugs and all other kind of stuff. So they, they, they inserted that into the dynamic. Okay, so they destroyed them. The government destroyed them. The, the, Jew, the government was destroying them, and then the Jews stepped in. This is kind of what happens internationally. Excellent question, sir. Thank you. What happens is when groups are fighting, they're fighting for their freedom. So we take Cuba, for instance. It's the same thing as kind of the Panthers. These groups are not communist or anything. That's not what it is. They're fighting for their freedom. Whoever comes in to help them has some leverage. What the Jews do 
whenever someone's fighting, they find a way to partner and give something so that they can then get in to give leverage and take it the direction they want it to go. A lot of times the people do not start off with any type of intellectual idea that's in line with any Jewish thinking. The Jews find their way in and then navigate things into different directions. And when we look back on it, if we don't have the deep details of how it happened, we think that the Jews were there from the beginning and they controlled it. And that's not usually how it happens. Wow, that's excellent. All right. uh, Thank you so much. And uh, good luck with your, uh, your, your gathering tomorrow, Io. And, um, yeah, and the races must uh, unite. Absolutely. I agree. Let's do it. All right. Have a good evening, gentlemen. Thanks for the call, Thanks Michael. For and once again, tomorrow at 11 a.m. to 1230, and uh, the ADL headquarters taking it to the belly of the beast, 1100 Connecticut, Connecticut Avenue Northwest in the District of Criminals, Washington 20036. If you're taking the subway, it's the Farragut North exit. And uh, as as anyone who knows, you know, Connecticut's an angle street that heads all the way down. And Io will be there giving a speech. And I have a feeling there's going to be quite a few other interesting people there as well. And uh, please attend if you can. Support this man. He's doing doing our, the best work he can to, to live up to uh, the book, Jews of the Problem, and eliminating that problem. So we all have to work together for that. So we're coming up to the bottom of the hour break. So... Um, <clears throat> Until we hear the music, um, uh, Io, any thoughts that you want want to share quickly? Yeah, I want to say, and I'm going to be honest with you, we're doing a great job, but this is one of the best back and forth with the callers I've done since I started discussing things with white nationalists or white conservative groups. I'm very impressed, and I like what I'm hearing. Absolutely. RBN has a high, high uh, quality of regular listener and, and hats off to RBN. All right. Here's the music. After that, we'll be back with uh, another 30 minutes of calls. And then the king of Sunday night, the only, the one and only Robert Ravel in Incendiary Radio. But you still have Giuseppe, Io, and Zach for 30 more minutes after these minutes. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try Hemp Paste for the price of a cup of coffee. HempPaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at RepublicBroadcasting.org and visit HempPaste.com slash RBN. What if Extendivite really works, but you find that hard to believe and you spend precious time looking for someone to say, just try it? 
I have my help today because of Extendivite, and if I did not take a leap of faith and try it, well, I would be on disability today. Take one bottle of Extendivite as suggested for 60 days to find out for yourself. No need to stop any other meds you may be on. You know by now that they are not working for you. Before the 60 days are up, I know that you will feel Extendivite working for you and will want to take another bottle. Life is too short. Get your Extendivite today. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extend I'm so excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pastures meats that you and your family will love. Now, we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high-quality pastures meats, and even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now, I'm not talking about the bottom-of-the-barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free-range or even cage-free, terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying their low-quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasture-raised meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised, where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free-raised which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the the world. I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures and you will really love the delicious nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended.
back to the final 30 minutes. That was another excellent parody song by uh, Judenhaas about I'm learning the truth about the Jew. And <clears throat> excuse me, it's it's that leaf mold season. Um, and if once you learn the truth, you realize, as Io's brilliant book is so aptly named, Jews are the problem. And so we'll continue on. We have lots of callers. This is a compelling show. Our next caller is Dan from Washington. Dan, welcome. What's on your mind? I agree with Io, your take on uh, President Wilson. Um, I think he let, you know, he set up the Federal Reserve. He really opened the door to the Jew control of America. But what he did at the same time is he he gave white America a win because you had the KKK uh, and that, you know, they got together and they stopped immigration. They had that, uh, what is it, 1926 Immigration Act or whatever. That would basically keep the demographics the same. And, you know, it would keep the, the same for black Americans as well. But I think he, that was their way of letting white America think that they got to win. But then at the same time, using white America against Europe in World War One and World War Two, um, And I think he also helped build a lot of Confederate monuments. Uh, to basically divide uh, the you know north and south, and to get there was a populist movement, uh, you know, in the 1800s that was kind of anti-Semitic. So they wanted to destroy the populist movement too. So they started redoing this whole Confederacy thing. But uh, I don't know if you've had the same thoughts. But the uh, you know the Confederate you know. Judah P. Benjamin was a Jew on the Confederate two-dollar bill, so I think a lot of that. Uh, anyway, I, I agree with your take on Wilson. I think that guy did a lot of divide and conquer, and they made a deal with the Jews, and it ended up ended up screwing them in the long run, basically. Um, that's all. All right, uh, that was my comment. Hey, <laughs> okay, you guys want to comment on Dan's comment? Go ahead, Io, and then yeah. Zach. I really like that comment, and it's something um, I like to talk about. And I'll be brief. You know, after the Civil War, when Sherman, Bernard Down Sherman, he was glad the war was over, but he appreciated the war that the black people fought. He said, look, you guys, 40 acres and a mule, go ahead and get you some American citizenship. It was off in South Carolina, so they would not be integrated per se, but they would be integrated into the American Republic, black people, and we'd be independent. So we wouldn't have the stuff that we have now. It was Johnson and then the Jews who came in and ended that whole process of reconstruction for the very purpose of what this gentleman was talking about. People don't realize in the late 1800s and early 1900s, black people didn't like Jews because Jews stopped uh, 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 it was Gompers who stopped um, uh, uh, us being able to uh, do skilled labor. Um, the Jews were trying to take over our trade and try to control uh, 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 the black economy. And, and Booker T. Washington didn't like Jews. Like our people didn't like the Jews. And there were whites who understood the Jews that didn't like them. But it was many times, even as it relates to the Ku Klux Klan, it was Jews who were instigating, like he said, the Confederate construct of black people are the problem. 
And the problem, the biggest part about that, I'll say, and we got to start learning from it. Yeah, they got white folks to destroy black communities and destroy black business infrastructure and steal land and all that. But here's the thing. The white folks didn't get much of it. The businesses that were stolen and much of the property, the Jews got most of that stuff. So they took it from us as black people. But who ended up with them? Even in the South, a lot of that stuff ended up right back in the hands of Jews. A lot of those economies ended right back in the hands of the Jews. And so it has been the Jews that have been always the instigators of white conservative ultra hostility. Not that they're not white people to say we want to have our own families, but that ultra hostility, when you start looking underneath it, even in these days, you start seeing these ultra conservative. A lot of times you look deep enough, you'll find some Jew that's sponsoring it. Great point. Jack, any thoughts? One second, uh, sir. I, I greatly agree. Uh, go ahead, Dan. Go ahead, Dan. Uh, the, well, in the more modern times, I think Duke's a hazard. I, uh, I think was kind of a way to resurrect that. And, uh, you know, at the same time, Reagan was letting the Jews just pillage the uh, treasury there. <laughs> Corporate America, you know. But, it, it, you know, he changed the Confederate mind struck to be uh, against, like, Social Security or... or things like that but anyway that's all i had i i get irritated with because it seems like the they they uh hate yankees more than anybody and they're they're they're, uh they're almost like ukrainians you know like the ukrainians are taught to hate the russians but they're they got a jewish president that's kind of i've learned to look at confederates (laughs) but anyway thanks for taking the call Oh, thanks for calling in. All right. Um, our next caller is uh, California Paul, one of my new uh, co-hosts. Paul, welcome. What's on your mind? Well, I was going to resist. I meant to not call in and just listen and enjoy the show. But as you know, it almost always happens we're all here. A few things, especially from callers, and I just got to respond, Okay. So part of me wants to say to all this nonsense and blather that I hear from people like the previous caller right before the end of the half hour, well, the races have to unite. I don't even know what that means. Okay, let's not pretend. First of all, that is a completely Jewish message. Okay, right. I'm not really sure what Iowa means by black nationalists. I know what I mean when I talk about white nationalists. Okay, and as much as I would be interested to hear a debate between David Duke and Iowa, I think the debate would be far too academic. Okay, I have a lot of respect for David Duke. I read his books. He was part of my awakening process, and of course, Iowa is probably familiar with his book, My Awakening. But here's the problem that I have so far. There needs to be specific things talked about. In the end, this is going to be a carving up of territory. Because what we're really talking about is habitat. It's a great word, and by the way, Giuseppe, I just picked that word up last night. It's not like I never knew it, but listening to your broadcast with Alex Linder, and it really is a good way of thinking about it. It is indeed habitat. Now, I'm going to attack briefly, not so hard, but it deserves to be attacked, this notion that was brought to bear by Galen from Hawaii, okay, when you said, oh, that was a good call. No, I take issue. It was not a good call. It's the same ridiculous feminine blather that every now and then rears its ugly head and talks about complete and total untruths, okay, where she talked about IQ being cultural, and then she brought up the use of the N-word and all this other stuff that has nothing to do with what needs to be talked about. 
So here's a fact for you, Galen. You need to look this up. There is no greater untruth that IQ is cultural, okay? Because cultural means what exactly? Tell me what that means, all right? There's no doubt about the fact it's absolute, a scientific, biological, physiological, anatomical fact that has been rigorously academically studied that there are differences between the races and there are differences between blacks and whites that cannot be fixed by any amount of money, okay? These are physiological differences in the structure of the brain. And the second issue I'll bring up is this is black behavior, just like white behavior, just like all sorts of other behavior, just like the behavior of birds in the wild. It can be described, okay? Animals behave differently because of their nature. Blacks behave in a similar manner in all cultures. You can even see the way their bodies move on YouTube videos, whether it's in Europe or Africa or America. You can watch and you, you can tell if you didn't know skin color, but you just knew the movement, you would be able to tell that that person is black by the way their body moves, okay? These are biological differences, and please, Galen, do your research. Don't bring up nonsense. IQ is not cultural. There's many other ways to measure intelligence. This work has been done, and by the way, over a century ago. So I'll leave it at that for now, and I'll just suggest to you, Giuseppe, sometime if you want to arrange it, uh, you know me, you know Io. You can put us together, and we can talk in a very civilized way about what a white nationalist really wants and what a black nationalist really wants, and I'll be happy to engage in that discussion, and I think it will be quite interesting. All right. Let me jump on this. Cause we got sure, a go ahead, I. Yeah. we got a little bit of time left. The first thing I'll say, to be clear, I let it go when you say black nationalists. I, I no longer – I grew up with these uh, principles, black nationalism and pan-Africanism. I don't use them anymore because they become gay. If you don't take a definitive position against homosexuality, period, point blank, and definitively, I don't want any association with those things. So historically, I love them. I appreciate people that have done them. In the modern context, I'm straight black pride. Secondly, I'll show you the difference between me and the gentleman there. If we can agree, I think that's why we're talking here, we all have an enemy that's destroying all of us. Here's the difference between us. Do I want us to integrate and say, hey, we're going to unite and all that? No. For the purpose of fighting this war for survival, yes. When someone says that, it makes sense. If I wanted to debate, which I never would, because I'm just going to be honest with you, nobody can debate me on these kind of things. And I'm not being an egotistical person. I'm just telling you, I've been doing this way too long. If I wanted to, and I'm just showing you so people can see, if I wanted to debate you, I'm not going to debate on your foolish, small-minded, intellectual turf. You're a small man, sir. Listen, you're talking about IQ because you use something that you want to identify black people as being inferior. Here's where I would just take you, and you couldn't go nowhere with this. A man's supposed to be with a woman. So if you don't got that, what is your IQ? And then I would simply go and say, which culture promotes homosexuality and is trying to force it on African people? And then I would say, well, who are the people on this planet who are fighting the hardest against homosexuality, which is basically nature, a man with a woman? Then I would say, well, the people who know that a man's supposed to be with a woman and fight the hardest are the smartest. There's no way around that. Because if you don't have the basic common sense to know that a man's supposed to be with a woman, then I don't I have go any with. idea why you're bringing up homosexuality to the points I raised. I have no oh, idea. Oh, wait, the total wait, 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 ho, 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 ho. This is go another on. thing. I'm talking. I can sit here and let you talk nonsense. 
When I'm talking, you can't. What did I? I'm what did I say was nonsense? Wait a minute. I'm saying what you're saying is nonsense. What I'm saying is it, hold on. In, in particular, wait, 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 wait. Demonstrate some civility. I let you talk okay. without interruption. Now no you're harm. not able to sit here and listen and take this medicine that I'm giving you. Because you called in and you're completely You ain't giving me medicine. You're not giving anybody any medicine, okay? You're talking about homosexuality, which I didn't bring up. I have no idea why you're bringing it up. I don't care what you brought up. I'm not on your platform. You're not listening and you can't understand. And what I'm saying to people, I want people to hear this. Somebody like this becomes a problem. Why? Because he doesn't see the focus. I don't care what you're talking about unless you're talking about the Jews being a problem. Let's do something about it. You want to prove that you're smarter. But you're not. Anybody listening can see this. I run circles around you. I'm not interested oh in running circles around you. If you're going to fight the Jew or not, if you're not, why are you calling? I have no interest in talking to you. That's what I'm saying to you. You're not serious. Because we're talking oh, about I Jews see. and you're not. So you're not a serious person. I don't have time for people <laughs> like you. Right. It's not well, I got news for you here. If the Jews don't exist, right? If the Jews don't they even do exist, exist, then the we, yeah, exist. I know they do. I'm bringing well, up a hypothetical Let's talk about question. if they don't exist. Let's talk about what we're going to do. And if not, why don't yeah, you hang fine. the phone up and let a okay, serious great. person we, pick up here's, the phone here's, here's, what, here, here's what I come from, okay? The fact of the matter is this. We don't need your help. It would be nice if you want to join us, okay? But white people have never needed black people's help to do pretty much anything, and we don't need it to get rid of the Jews. So if you're not willing to listen to what a white person has to say in regards to actual truth, if the Jews don't exist, we still have a problem with the other races, okay? How would you like it if the United States passed uh, the Black Exclusion Act the way we passed the Chinese Exclusion Act, right? We did that to keep the Chinese out of this country. Would you be comfortable Look, with that as a black honest. person? This is, this is, for me, is a waste of time. This is the thing. We came here and said the Jews are the problem. Now, this is the thing. Yeah. I'm not sitting here trying to prove anything. You're, you're, you're saying nothing to me. I've already explained all of that. The only thing I'm here to say is, Giuseppe agrees that the Jews are the problem. This young man here is very mature. First time I met him, I liked him. They both white. We're not going out here integrating. But we are saying we integrated in the idea that we have to fight this force that's destroying us. You don't have the maturity to do that. All you can talk about is who's better and who's smarter. We're both stupid because we're losing. So I'm going to stop being stupid like you, and I'm going to focus on fighting Jews. You can go keep okay, being I'll, stupid and trying to fight for black the record. People. For the record, Giuseppe, just so you know, I did not, I did not start insulting Io. He insulted me, talking about what I said was nonsense. Call me stupid. I think you heard clearly what I said. The bottom line is that we have racial problems. We will continue to have racial problems as long as a multicultural society exists. Yes, the Jews are promoting this. We all know this. The Jews are the problem, but we have to be real and truthful about this. So Io can dance around the issue and talk about homosexuality and how. Stupid I am, but the bottom line is this. White nationalists have an interest in a hegemonic white supermajority, okay? That's what we have an interest, and that means that we call the shots, we make the rules. So as long as black people are comfortable with that, then we can sit down and have a discussion. If they're not comfortable with that, there ain't nothing to talk about, and I'll leave it for now. Thanks for taking my call, Giuseppe. I appreciate it. Okay, Paul, thanks for calling. That was uh, clearly too strong minded strong-willed fellows and i don't really feel like you guys were talking about the same thing zach what are your thoughts i think we're splitting hairs um i think it's kind of rhetorical uh what what white nationalists stand for and i I don't think this is a a debate that's worth the time Uh, i think the the debate has to be focused on 
again, the Jew right now. Uh, obviously, we do have our own racial tensions on the side, but those are not pertinent to our existence. I think the Jew right now is a problem that is pertinent to our existence. Once we handle that, we can discuss any other problems we have in a, in a civilized manner. But I think at, at the current the current framework we're on, uh, I, I do think it's um, it's unnecessary right now. And, I agree. And I, I agree with what Io said too about Jews are the problem. And, and there's so many things you can debate, and there's there's very strong passionate feelings about a lot of things. But that doesn't matter right now. What matters is we're being we've been attacked for decades. Blacks, whites, any true citizen in this United States, and it's the Jew. Jews are the problem, and and uh, everything else is secondary. So let's move on. Did you yeah, want to say something else, Io? Go ahead. I want to say because it's important. All right. This is what happens when I come into an environment like this. I've already made my decision that I want to work with you guys. Right. But I want you to understand I have a constituency. So what happens is you guys understand when we don't agree with things. We, we have uh, a certain way that we deal with it. My people can respect me when a person like this comes in. What he basically said, are you going to be our, you're going to be our slaves or it's not going to work? Then my people need to see the real me, because if they don't see it and hear that, then I become a sellout to my own race. So when he comes with that kind of personality that we're going to be slaves, he's starting warfare that we'll never get to the Jews. He wouldn't say that if he was standing in front of me. I guarantee you it wouldn't go well. I didn't come in here to be nobody's friend and nobody will talk to me about black people being anybody's slaves. But back to the program, I did that because it was necessary, but I'm still in the same place. I like working with you guys. Let's go to the next call. Right on. All right. Art from Philadelphia. Welcome. What's on your mind? Thank you for taking my call. And uh, good luck with uh, going down to the ADL tomorrow. For several years, I worked with Rick Adams and RBN talking about the ADL. Uh, I encountered him up in Philadelphia with the No Place for Hay program over 20 years ago. (laughs) So they said to me, uh, we're registered on a national database. Then one of them said to me, called me up and says, I'm a team commissioner said, um, Pennsylvania, said that when we get power, you're one of the first ones to go in the camps. Then I talked to the police, and they told me, yes, yeah, the mafia, watch your ass. So then I got even with them a little bit. There was this little company called Vivendi that was owned by the ADL. The ADL is a front for the Bruffman Crime Syndicate, which is the coast of North Strata, Chicago, along with the Annenbergs. So the boys basically took care of uh, Vivendi. The end result was Edgar Braffman Jr. became a convicted felon, and they lost $5 billion. So we need to fight them. This is a war, okay? No doubt about that. It is a real war in our country. Um, I saw Netanyahu when they dedicated the National Jewish Museum at the Independence Mall of Philadelphia. And he, with his friend uh, Stephen Friedman, he grew up with. And he says, our people set up three institutions in America in 1913. Uh, the Federal Reserve Bank the Internal Revenue Service, and the Anti-Defamation League, ADL. Okay? Netanyahu was actually involved with treason with this country. Okay? He was involved with uh, activities of stealing our nuclear triggers. His best friend there, Stephen Friedman, now runs the Republican Jewish Coalition. Our congressman in in this area, Pennsylvania 01, uh, Brian Fitzpatrick, takes over half a million dollars each campaign from the Republican Jewish Coalition, okay? So we are seeing what they're doing. Look at San Francisco, 
Okay? Remember they tried to take her regardless from Texas. Remember under Johnson, under the Young Ship of War in 67, 68, they said, um, if we lose the war in uh, the Middle East, can we have the state of Arizona as the new state of Israel? Make no doubt about it. That's, in fact, what's going on. They were attacking California right now. They're ripping it apart because they want to basically divide and conquer and take over that state. And we're seeing it throughout our country. Look at the inner cities. You don't think they're not doing that? That's who's doing it. And if we can't see that we're at war with these guys, then um, we're not going to win. I agree with you. That's the first step is to understand who the enemy is and understand the terrain. We're not going to win at all. I've seen, um, you know, there's a lot I could say. As far as immigration goes, we also got to understand the CIA has played a major role uh, there's a book out, uh, Taken of America, One, Two, Three, by Richard Sprague, free book on the, you know, on the web. And it talks about the power control group. This is who it is. And these guys, I, basically up in, uh, where I live, up in Bucks County, we had Anna Citron put, um, I mean, Sandra Labarda put her mother, Anna Citron, her mother, Anna Citron here in the nursing home. That was the first wife of Mara Lansky when they, uh, set up the National Crime Center, Atlantic City, Boardwalk Empire. We also have a guy here who uh, was a, a former judge, Rubenstein, Alan Rubenstein. I asked him one day, are you related to Jack Rubenstein? Yes. We're, we're talking about Jack Ruby now? The one who shot Lee Harvey Oswald? Then I uh, talked to uh, the Edinburgh boys. I found out, uh, you look at Operation Mockingbird, through Cordmeyer, the guy involved with the JFK assassination through the CIA, that he uh, was the Annenberg Crime Syndicate. They were set up Mockingbird. He control all the media throughout the country. Okay? That's who's doing it. You trace that up to now, and you will see it goes right up to Comcast. Okay? That's the power brokers. And DuPont, which is also owned by the Brothmans, are the power brokers behind Biden. And also Obama, for that matter. So we need to actually take them to task. And I give, recommend you... I give you kudos for going down there and standing up to that uh, those guys at the ADL, because that's the Chicago Syndicate, the Brothman Crime Syndicate. And they need to be known that they're taking the task and they're not going to put up with their crap. I'd like to hear okay. what you have to say. Uh, Art, thank you for your point. And let's get uh, – we're running out of time. Io, go ahead. Would you like to reply? Respond. No, it's just good information. I heard I'll let that one go to uh, Zach. I think I think we're okay. I agree with most of what was said. I want to make sure all the callers that are in here can get a chance to say something before we have to close up. Okay, let's move on to Andy. Thank you, Art. Andy from Texas. Andy, welcome. What's on your mind? Good deal. Hey, here we are. Uh, hey, listen, gentlemen. First and foremost, we got to get over this idea that there's actually races. I mean, for God's sake, we're all flipping human. What we got going on here is color and cultural wars. And and what is it being instigated by? It's being instigated by the news and all this other stuff. We're people. That's all we are. That's all we are is just people on this planet living together, and we're allowing these other people to divide us. Now, let's go to this Jewish thing. Absolutely, the Jewish people are at the top of the flipping uh, food chart, if you want to call it that. But what's really wrong is the people that are below it, the ones that are allowing it to happen, and then the goyim, if you will, that are actually assimilating it. We've got a lot of goyim in the in the military, and we've got a lot of goyim in the police force, a lot of goyim in the... Everywhere. All these people that don't even register on the map for the Jewish people that they would even think of taking care of, they're assimilating our, our disaster. And, and then I'll leave it at this. You guys can finish up the show. You know, the best slave is the one who believes he's free. Wow. Time perfectly for the music. Thank you, Ayo Kamate. Good luck with the rally tomorrow. 
Thank you, Zach. Zach will be back in the next couple weeks. Stay tuned for the king of Sunday night, the one and only Robert Ravel in Incendiary Radio. Thanks to all the callers, and we'll see you next week on my shows. Uh, Tomorrow. That's right. To Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. truth, truth.